Podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. Uh, and this week we are talking about the movie Blue Collar, which is a very timely movie because now we're going to talk a little bit about news. Uh, there is a UAW strike that just uh, got authorized and is starting to happen uh, right now. Uh, have you heard about this, uh, Cam? I have. I've seen a, 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 I've seen a few people talk about it, namely the President of the United States, Joe Biden, the most pro-labor president of the last <laughs> several years um, at, at saying, least four years saying hey record re- record record profits mean re- record contracts I'm like let's go that's that's how you say it well exactly let's- bernie sanders was out there speaking uh in yeah, support he was. Yeah, uh, he was. and the the president of uh, uaw has been pretty awesome let's go i, I don't know if you it. said but he was basically like yeah billionaires shouldn't exist he literally said like billionaires shouldn't exist like when workers are struggling Exactly. Hell hell yeah, brother. Like, uh, (laughs) billionaires shouldn't exist. And uh, another really uh, interesting thing that he did. So, like, most union presidents will shake hands with executives, uh, you know, kind of showing that they'll, uh, you know, like we're working together to get like a similar cause. Uh, He said, "No, I refuse to shake hands because we are not on the same side." Uh, He said, "I'm not going to shake hands with." uh, with them until uh until we get a deal going and so he when he walked in to like negotiate he would shake hands with the workers and not the bosses and i'm like yeah that's how you do it like these are like he understands that this like they aren't on our side we are we are as a union like so many unions nowadays as we'll discuss in uh this podcast about this movie uh, (laughs) a lot of unions they're basically just middlemen between uh workers and companies and they just are you know they, they, they're just kind of they're like sure they'll make things better for workers but they'll also make things better for the company and basically yeah. are just like a, a middle person trying to make both sides happy but like the, the UAW with the strike is being like no like we are in it for the workers who cares about the company they're, they're making their money they're fine like exactly. we should be we should also be fine and we're not uh, and uh, kind of this is my, my nerdy uh, labor degree talking but what's really interesting about this strike uh, and very strategic and really shows kind of what's uh, happening sorry we'll get into movies uh, soon but you know <laughs> I- i'm excited um yeah. so what they're doing we're a, fil- we're a film and a little labor podcast now yeah. now we're now we're in the labor part <laughs> exactly <laughs> so so basically what they're doing is they're doing like a rolling strike so like rather than having all the workers go on strike, so they have about 150,000 workers that are uh, a part of the UAW under this contract. Yeah. Um, so like typically, what you see in a strike is like all people are going to leave. Like like let's say like like the the actors uh, strike going on, all the actors aren't working. So instead, what the UAW is doing is they're doing a rolling strike. So they're going to like take workers off of a certain uh, like uh, plants at different times, so that the 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 owners never know which place is going to be struck at next. Ooh. Um, and sort of the strategy for that is that, like, when the the workers are still working, um, like, they're going to be paid at, like, their, their regular rate. Yeah. Um, and basically that means that when the strike uh, workers go on strike uh, and they get their strike pay, basically the strike pay will uh, last a lot longer because of that. Yes. Um, so they can basically, like, hold off from... Uh, like being forced to going into a contract for a lot longer by doing this rolling strike. And so like, yeah. like a, it keeps the, the bosses guessing and B it makes it like, Hey, like we can go at it for a really long time because I, I think like they have almost a billion dollars in, uh, in strike fund right now. Yeah. Um, UAW is not us. It's not a small, it's union. not a small union. And there's there uh, money there. Yeah. So like this shows that like this, this, this strike is a lot more planned than like a lot of strikes have been at least like in canada specifically but uh anyway i'm just really excited to see where this goes do you have any uh, thoughts on that before i move on to my next uh labor thought not particularly solidarity forever as always yeah so yeah we support these workers and uh fuck uh, car companies uh, uh anyways my next little bit is another bit of labor news but this one's more closely tied to uh what's going on in like the film uh, actors guild and the uh, writers uh, strike. Uh, So what's really exciting is uh, the California Senate just voted um, to grant unemployment benefits to workers who are on strike. Let's go. I saw that. That's great. Which is awesome. And uh, that's a really progressive bill. And that basically means that, you know, if a worker goes on strike, they're going to get paid, like not just by the strike fund, which, uh, you know, is a limited amount of money. Like sure there's money, but, yeah, there's only so much, but the fact that like now they're also going to get government support to go on strike, 
that's really that that's a huge boost to the work like to the worker movement and uh, i hope that bill will inspire places like you know manitoba or canada like let's say if the ndp get into power like there's an election here in manitoba if the ndp get into power and they're supposed to be pro-labor if they see that california is doing that hey maybe we in in uh in canada could get something like that which would be really empowering and emboldening to the working class um yeah. which I, you know i'm excited about what are, what are your thoughts yeah. on on this you love you, you love just to see it again yeah having having the unemployment to go to strike strike or strike workers is so big because like, like I, I think having not not knowing where the next money is coming from is a very crucial link to a lot of laborers yeah um because obviously we don't make as much as the bosses do. Uh, what? So. Uh, what? I thought the bosses made the same amount as me. That's why I was working. What? Yeah. yeah. So like again, so, so I'm just being able to like obviously this again starts 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 in California, but like this should be present for all over the places. Yeah, to have that be part of unemployment is so good. Then like at least you have you again you know where your next money is coming from. Yeah. And like and- yeah. And like, yeah, is it taxpayers paying that? Yeah, but also like, taxpayers should be willing to pay that. Also, like, solidarity, brother. And like, taxpayers are workers for the most part. Like, if you looked at tax codes recently, (laughs) workers pay a lot more percentage than uh, than the rich people do. So, you know, maybe we should be supporting each other and being like, hey, fuck you, uh, capitalists. We're we're gonna fight you, and like, we're we're not gonna back down. Um, I was reading an article, I think it was an IndieWire, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head, but uh, basically there was someone commenting on kind of the uh, the determination that is like being seen in the writers and actors' strike right now. Like in previous years, like they've been like, you know, kind of wishy-washy, like like some of the, like a lot of the writers would have been like, you know, let, like let's let's get off strike, let's let's get back to work kind of thing. Yeah. But with this current strike, they've all been really towing the same line and there really has been strong solidarity unity is great yeah and like i sure like it's gonna be like one or two people are like you know like like a tom hanks who's like you know like let's get back to work kind of thing yeah but for the most part like we haven't heard anyone being like 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 there hasn't been a big faction of these uh strikes that have been like you know like let's get back to work one or two voices but they've been shut up pretty quickly yeah like exactly like like uh was it the green arrow guy like yeah he, he Steve, almost like almost right away he was like oh sorry like i didn't realize everyone was gonna be against me <laughs> just kidding i'm joking i'm joking like it's it's pretty impressive and also uh like the public supports them like i think the last time or like it's like a 70 percent approval rating for the strikes right now yeah it's like i i love the, the articles where bob Iger's like, oh, like, like, why isn't the public support on our side? Like, we're pe- we're people too. And it's like, <laughs> no, you suck. No, you're not. Burn, sorry. Yeah. Like that's like, even me talking to like people who like would be more right wing are even yeah. on their side because they're like, yeah, like AI, like that. That's that. Like the way that like the actors can just have their image taken from them and put on any movie without their consent. Yeah, that sucks. Like, yep. It really shows that, yeah, the film companies have gone too far. They're really, and, you know, honestly, we are all kind of fed up. Like, things are shitty for workers. And we want to support, like, I don't know. I'm just excited as, uh, you know, as a leftist that, like, seeing that people are fed up. We've had enough of the treatment that we're getting. Sorry. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's my, my little bit of labor news. Um do you have any other labor news, or should I get into some more movie-ish news? I think that's about it. That's about that. That's enough news for me, I think, from that side. Okay, well, now let's get into some more lighthearted news, and that's uh, TIFF. So TIFF just wrapped up. So that's the Toronto International Film Festival, which we, uh, you know, we were talking about last episode. Uh, we were talking, or we recorded on opening night, but uh, the uh, the. Uh, People Choice Award was uh, picked, and it's American fiction, uh, which is sort of like a satire uh, by Cord uh, Jefferson. Cord Jefferson. Okay. Uh, so, you know, it might not sound like much, but what's interesting about that is that in like the past, 
uh, kind of decade or decade and a bit, the winner of the uh, the TIFF Choice Award has gone on to win the Oscars. So, uh, like Nomadland was the the TIFF Choice Award. Yep. yep. Uh, Green Book was the TIFF Choice Award. Twelve oh. Years a Slave was the uh, TIFF Choice Award, and uh, the King's Speech in twenty ten was the TIFF Choice Award. Okay. So, like in the past, like. 13 years four of those uh, of the winners at tiff have gone on to being uh the best pitcher winner and uh it's basically a guarantee to be uh like an oscar nomination for best pitcher so you know uh i th- it feels like you and me are getting a little bit more nerdy about like the ins and outs of the film industry yeah and so uh you know for for audience who's following us along as we go uh, you know kind of delve deeper into the film industry uh it'll be interesting to see well, to A, see this movie, and B, to see yeah. how it places in uh, the Oscars. But do you have any thoughts on the, on the TIFF or anything like that? Yeah. I st- like, my, my th- one thing I saw coming out of TIFF was that no one purchased um, Richard Linklater's uh, new film. Um, it's, okay, it's, okay, it's not, 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 not the killer. That, that's the Fincher, Fincher one. The one with um, Gwen Powell and Adria Ar- Arjona. Okay. Yeah. Um, Again, like a big name like Linklater, who's made one of the best trilogies of all time. Mm-hmm. Like also, that's the Before Sunset guy, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, as well as like School of Rock and Boyhood, which was <laughs> what a, what a, what a filmography. That's <laughs> you got you got to add School of Rock in there, right? Right? Like I mean, I love that movie. It's great. It it, it is a classic, truly. Um, but yeah, his no one purchased his next film out of the festival, so like he might have to try and market it some more. But like. Hmm. Apparently, it's one of one of Gwen Powell's best works. He he's a very charismatic actor. Yeah, who will, will definitely go far, and he he'll probably get, get, get a big superhero film sooner rather than later. And Adria Arjona is great in Andor. Nice. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. So that one, as far as wasn't get, as far as that one didn't get sold to anyone. Or no one purchased it at the, at the festival. So that's yeah. I wonder if it's like partially like the strikes. If they're wary of uh, buying films, if they can't yeah. get like uh, actors to promote it, I don't know. Right, especially because because so much uh, like Linklater isn't known for his promotion. He's more like some directors are, but like I think he's more a quiet. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. What, what's, too, what too busy making films over the course of forty years. <laughs> yeah. I, I have you seen Boyhood? I have not. I have not. I I I think it did did, did, did okay at the Oscars. Um, I think the thing top fourteen. I I yeah, it was like 2013, 2014. Cause well, yeah. So th- th- <laughs> this is a very uh, strange thing. But so I was really into movies at, at a young age, and I listened to uh. Uh, movie podcast but the movie podcast i listened to when i was like 13 14 was a christian movie podcast called plugged in oh boy <laughs> and, but the reason i liked it because they like were talking about movies and like they would like do film like actual film reviews but yeah. then at the end they'd just be like well, you know if you're 13 you shouldn't bring your kid to this because there's some like nakedness or stuff stuff like that I remember they talked about boyhood and i was like oh that looks awesome but then i was like a 13 year old child and i didn't know how to access the internet properly to get movies and stuff so uh, I've never seen it, but I've been intrigued since I was 13. Uh, it's, I'm sure it's somewhere on the Linklater filmography ranking. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so I've got a few more things. Uh, n- nothing too serious, uh, but uh, this is a fun little announcement, is that we have a website now. Let's go! Website's yeah. up! Um, so it's not much to look at, but hey, if you want to contact us or anything, just go to the website. So it is... Uh, the marxishbros.com uh, uh, j- j- no the just marxishbros.com just marxishbros.com uh, so right now it's just you know not much but we're hoping to you know set up a blog so if you uh, want to see uh, me and cam's uh, sort of deeper thoughts on things uh, maybe us interacting with um, other articles or trying to you know write our own articles maybe cam will write some more stuff about like uh, theology and film and i can maybe write some That's more cool. uh, sort of like labor stuff and uh we'd also be open to you know people submitting stuff to our page uh we won't be able to pay you because we don't make any money ourselves you don't have money you don't have but money, uh maybe one day we will but if you just want to you know write some stuff and you want to be somewhere online hit us up on uh, on our website 
So yeah, that, that's a, that's a fun little little announcement, I guess. Uh, if you've listened to us from the start, uh, this is uh, us, you know, becoming more more legitimate. I suppose <laughs> having a website makes me feel more legitimate. How about yeah, you? it makes me feel like oh, like, I have a place in in this space. Yeah, and, and like basically, we, we li- li- literally have a don't have a land. We have domain on the internet. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, it's the new feudalism. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> uh, my my next little bit of uh, I guess news is uh, if you are in the Manitoba Winnipeg area, we are uh, there is going to be an African Film Festival here uh, next weekend. So that's the, uh, what weekend is that? That's like the twenty third, twenty fourth. Um, so if you're out, uh, it's at the uh, gas station theater in Osborne Village. So I'd highly recommend going to that. Uh, I'm going to be there. Um, Cam's probably going to be out for uh, a little bit. And we're hoping to do a bit of a roundtable with some guests next week. So uh, stay tuned for that. And my uh, last little bit of uh, kind of depressing news, but this is, again, hyper-local Winnipeg news, is that there's going to be an uh, anti-LGBTQ plus trans uh, rally at... Uh, the Parliament Building on the twentieth, and uh, if you want to come counter protest, I'm gonna be there. And uh, it's you know it's pretty early. It's like eight a.m. But I mean, what's waking up early to support your fellow uh, people <laughs> that 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 have and a, that, fighting that, fascists that are being stupid? Yeah. So uh, you know, hate isn't allowed in Winnipeg, and we're gonna we're gonna stand up against it. Yeah. So uh, if, if there's anything similar happening in your city, I highly recommend, you know, uh, supporting your local trans and LGBTQ plus population because, I mean, w- the classic thing is the Nazis, the first p- people the Nazis went after was trans people. And yep. uh, that's kind of happening again. So maybe you should support trans people because uh, if th- you don't support them, who's going to support you? <laughs> exactly, and trans and LGBTQ people from 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 a Christian perspective are made in the in the image of God, right? Like everything's, they're people, yeah. and they're people to be loved. They're people to be loved, yeah. There's a, there's absolutely no judgment from us. We uh, exactly we love you, and uh, hey, you're a person, and hell yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's all my news. Uh, do you have any other news, or should we get into the to the movie? Let's get into the movie. Okay, why don't you kick us off with some. Fun and fast facts. Okay, so Blue Collar is a 1978 crime drama, American, uh, directed, directed and co-written by Paul Schrader. Um, stars Harvey Keitel, Richard Pryor, and Yafet Koto, Kato. Uh, budget of 1.7 million and a gross 6.5 million. So it, it made money, not much, but it made profit. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah. So uh, just as like kind of initial thoughts, I find this to be a really fascinating studio movie. Like this, yeah. Uh, what studio was it? This was like a Universal, Universal. Pictures movie, and yeah. it's pretty anti-capitalist. Uh, even though it's not really pro-union, it's very anti-capitalist. Um, but it's a really interesting. I I find fascinating is how. Uh, like kind of like pre Star or like pre and like during Star Wars, like studios were really like letting directors do what they wanted. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't think this could be made if Paul Schrader didn't help or wasn't like the writer for Taxi Driver. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which was such a hit and like really allowed realist cinema to be kind of in Hollywood. Like realist cinema. It really kicked off like with like uh, Italian like neo realism like with stuff like Bicycle Thieves, yeah. which was kind of inherently anti capitalist because it shows like the realities of being a worker. Mm-hmm. But for that to like kind of kick off in in Hollywood was a lot tougher. So to see this this movie, I really enjoyed it. But uh, what are your kind of initial thoughts? Yeah, it's a it's a good time. Also, he he did it on the cheap, so that helps him get the um the the, the studio whatever great film um it was the first performance i saw from y- yafet kato mm-hmm. um i hadn't i hadn't seen him in anything else before he probably the my favorite character he was of, really great well uh, have, have big, you seen a- big big presence huge presence great actor i mean uh, have you seen aliens or i alien? have not alien uh, i i've not seen any of the alien films okay you should definitely watch Alien. He, he's in that one. That's like kind okay. of his, his main role. But he's really good in that. But he has he has such a charisma around him. Yeah. Uh, 
I would agree that like he's he really does have the standout role. Uh, I mean, what's interesting, like I haven't seen any of his stand up, but like Richard Pryor was like a stand up comedian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he, he had been in a few things, like like um like and like acting roles as well. I'm not sure if if, if this was before he started acting more. Well, I think he was in more like like comedy movies, like Eddie Murphy movies and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and like more like slapstick humor. So to see him like playing such a dramatic role and really be kind like the heart of, of this movie was quite quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, r- right off the hop, I really loved like the sort of running uh, sound uh, track, like like sort of the score uh, of this mm-hmm. movie. Um, I forget what it's called, but like it's it's a really sort of like grinding and gritty sound that really kind of sums up like the workers uh, kind of. Their, their 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 job right yeah um i, I mean okay well before we go any further i guess we should probably uh to say what this movie's about uh do you want to say a little <laughs> synopsis about this movie uh yeah it's a movie about three uh auto, auto workers in detroit um who basically they do a, a little heist to get some money from the union and surprise there's not there's not really any money there there's just a ledger that they used to try and blackmail the union and then the union also has ties to organized crime and there's fbi stuff because they they know who who stole who stole it so then Mm -hmm. they try and use them as informants and to see how that all goes down um and obviously well yeah no not obviously someone dies one Mm -hmm. one of the main crew dies in in a quote-unquote work accident i use my fingers to yes do do quotes yes which is which is like very like, it's it's real like like pe- pe- companies would do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, th- thanks for the synopsis. So, uh, what I I mean, what we'll I'm sure we'll discuss this more, but like what this movie seems to be really getting at is how, like the people in power, use our differences to separate us to keep mm-hmm. them in power. Uh, like yep. this, this movie is definitely really talking a lot about race specifically. Yep. Uh, some some class, some gender, but mainly mainly this movie is about race and how that that is used as a divide for um, us as workers. Which uh, which is you know it, it's a pretty insightful look by Paul Schrader because yep. like even today we're still seeing how race is used to divide workers, right? Uh, especially in the u.s but even here in canada like the amount of times i see like uh or i've heard people like like tell me like oh like uh south asian drivers are terrible or like oh like all i see is like south asian like uber drivers and like uh, like in like sort of derogatory way um yeah which is like again showing how race is used to divide workers and kind of allows people like uh like immigrants from like india and stuff like that to be forced to take lower jobs because of you know race <laughs> and how, it, how it, it is used to to divide people which is terrible but this movie was very insightful in how it it kind of tackled that uh what are your thoughts on that again having a, movie, a film made in 78 having two or three main characters be people of color mm-hmm. i think is pretty forward for the time like um, you rarely like, see that today. <laughs> yeah, and Harvey Keitel's character is like an ethnic white, like he's like he's Polish, which is obviously still white, but wouldn't be considered like a like would still be on the cast of race. He wouldn't be considered white by everyone, yeah. right? Like, or he wouldn't be. Yeah. And Com- go ahead. Sorry. Race is race is a construct and. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and what this movie does, which I find uh, it does like a really good sort of job of, is you know how it, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say, basically how it, it it makes you understand the struggle that people have in their everyday, mm-hmm. uh, and then added how it's exasperated by race. Because like like uh, it shows like you know uh, the characters are all going through life and and some people do have it harder because of the color of their skin which you know is a reality for a lot of people and this movie yeah. like is really doing a lot to talk about that uh, like it's 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 vocalized in a way that like you wouldn't even see 
in today's movies being vocalized uh, in the same way, right? Like, uh, like literally, uh, like Zeke, like that's the character that Richard uh, Pryor plays, is basically yeah. like, yeah, like I am usually gonna be treated worse because I'm black. Like even even in the early scenes when uh, Zeke and uh, Smokey, uh, you've had uh, uh, Kodo's uh, character when they're kind of joking about you know. Like the cop isn't on our side, and one of the white characters is like, "What? Like, but, like, <laughs> they're cop. Like, why don't you just explain to them uh, what what happened?" And like, they're like, "Yeah, you're stupid. Like, we're we're black. Like, they're gonna shoot us. Like, yeah." Uh, it it really kind of understands that 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 difference in uh, treatment by characters. Um, the other thing I I want to say that it does an interesting job of is making like the the main three not to be perfect people yes yep right like like even like when they hatch the plan to rob from the union they're like they're doing drugs they're cheating on their on their spouses they're uh yep. like they're they're having like sort of a, a drug-fueled uh escapade of sorts right like 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 literally uh uh harvey uh Keitel's character jerry is like eating pussy that isn't his his wife's uh <laughs> while they're discussing robbing the union right yep. uh so it, I find that's a really interesting thing that like uh, Paul Schrader does, where uh, you know these characters aren't perfect, but in a way, this movie almost is saying that capitalism is the reason that these workers aren't perfect, or like not that they're not perfect, but like no. it's kind of the reason why they're driven to this, and it's like kind of their only way of escaping from the the mundane and like the the pressures that's forcing them to you know have these shitty jobs but uh, what do you think yeah. of, of my my interpretation on that exactly like their their lives their lives aren't, aren't really complete because like again like they, they each have problems like one of them's an ex-convict um harvey Keitel's daughter has like a complicated orthodontics procedure and like mm-hmm. and, and like if, if that's not covered by your by your insurance and and, and out of pocket that's not be good in uh, in Canada, that would that would that would be covered, but like in the states, if it's not covered by your insurance and like that, then you're hooped for 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 that. And like most Americans can't afford that kind of like emergency procedure. Yeah, or or don't exactly. have the funds in savings for, for that kind of thing. So yeah, or even like uh, uh with like uh, Richard Pryor's character, uh. You know, he's doing some tax evasion by, or like <laughs> tax stuff, like by saying he had three extra kids. Instead, just yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, which you know, there's a little, little like gag where like he named after uh, famous like black singers, and the the tax guy was like, "What? Who, who's that?" What? Uh, who's that? <laughs> but what I think that did a really interesting job is uh, definitely what I think Paul Schrader was kind of commenting on is that how the the U.S. government is also very anti-worker mm-hmm. because like. You know, obviously, companies aren't paying their fair share in taxes, and for them to be like going after uh, workers for you know two thousand dollars, which at the time you know it's a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, the car companies are making so much money that yeah. you know maybe you should go after them instead of this like working class person. And yeah. uh, what I think uh, Paul Schrader does a really good job of you know mixing like you know these workers that are being downtrodden and struggling. And then he'll cut to a, a shot of, you know, the ticker showing the, that cars are kept being made. Uh, like it shows like the, like the counting up, like yeah, cars keep on being made. Like sure, these workers are struggling, but the companies keep on making money. They're they're st- still selling cars. They're still making new cars. And yeah. basically, despite like the sort of the stuff that's happening in this movie, it ultimately won't make any difference in the profits of the car companies, which I thought was, you know, grim and very uh, sort of uh, cynicalist, but uh, it is reality, right? Like, we, we might have struggles and we might, you know, do little things that, uh, that might change it a little bit, but ultimately we're not changing what's happening because the government is not on our side. It's on the company yeah, side. Exactly. You, you kind of need to do a whole revolution in order for the government to be on the side of workers. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, as a Marxist, uh, the idea is that we, we, at least for me, like we believe in a stateless society, uh, as, uh, like I was, uh, in the university, one of my, you know, 
what one of the classic examples of a professor being a Marxist, my one and only professor who is actual Marxist, uh, she was like, basically, like you know, the state will still exa- uh, exist, but the stateness of the state will cease to exist. So basically, the state will no longer have its uh, apparatuses to control us, like the military or police. Uh, yeah. It will be run by and for people rather than for companies. Yeah, you know, a, it's, it's a never proletariat, be- like, or, or what's the... This is Marx, right? The dic- dictatorship of the proletariat. proletariat yeah. yeah, which you know at, at that time, dictatorship basically meant leadership. Like, like it meant, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, I don't think any system is going to be perfect. No, but I think uh, you know, if workers controlled everything, we'd be a lot more democratic. What's what, what, <laughs> what, what, working clearly isn't. What's what, what's in the, what's being used now clearly is not the. There, there, there definitely some something better, something better than this. Exactly, right? and I think this yeah. movie does a really good job of exemplifying that. Like, hey, capitalism isn't working for the average person. Like, these people are working their asses off. Yeah. Like, uh, well, uh, what, what's his face? I'm gonna keep on forgetting. Jerry, uh, Harvey's uh, character, uh, he's working two jobs. Yep. And he can't, he can barely survive. Right. Yep. Uh, Richard Pryor, he's, uh, he's working terribly hard. And uh, he can, he's barely surviving too, right? Like, yeah. all these workers are, are struggling under capitalism. And, uh, you know, where kind of the cynicism comes in is that even the union isn't really helping them. No. Which I think is, is an interesting aspect of this movie. Uh, what were your thoughts on, you know, how this uh, movie tackles, you know, unions in the. Uh, yeah, it shows that like not every union is a it is good. Some unions are corrupt. They work with organized crime. Like that, like there's 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 like it's it's proven. It's it's history. It's it's facts. Yeah, I think it's less common now. But like when the height in the height of organized crime, mafia, a lot of labor connections. Like if you watch the movie The Irishman, it's pretty much about that. Yeah, um, which is a great film. Highly recommend it. Um. Yeah, definitely underrated, actually. Um, but but then, like, what's what's really interesting, I guess, is like, why were unions so corrupt? Is it because they were just corrupt innately, or is it because the government helped them become corrupt? Right? Like, in exactly in this movie, you're seeing, you know, is the is the corruption is it because the government, or is the government trying to stop it? Right? Like, uh, you're not really quite sure. Yeah. Like yeah, the the FBI is yeah. investigating, but why are they investigating? Are they investigating to make stuff better for workers, or are they trying to, you know, help out uh, their buddies or whatever? Exactly, the company. Exactly. So and, uh, it raises some. This movie does a good job of raising some questions about that, and isn't like a, a clear cut sort of unions bad, companies bad. It's like you know, unions do do some good things. Like uh, yeah. what this movie does, like. It's like, yeah, like, oh, like we helped uh, with racism, but also we're being kind of racist now. So it, 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 again, it shows like sort of the two sided nature of, you know, organized labor, and it seems to like what this movie seems to be saying is like, there needs to be something for workers. Maybe the current labor market or like labor organizing isn't it, but there needs to be something because things aren't working for workers, and it definitely isn't arguing for freer markets because in this like the company doesn't come off great either right there was um there's a a video i saw on twitter from like this little leadership conference and this british guy is like talking about how like oh like how now like workers workers now have a uh, have this mindset of like of like employers are lucky to have them instead of the other way around and like how like they need to be more unemployment so that work workers are put in their place, and I'm like, oh, like you should just kill yourself if you if, 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 if they're thinking like that. Mm-hmm. And like but how it, like it's really mask off like this is what the the elite think. Exactly, and like there's a reason like again, like again, not every union is perfect, but like there's a reason why the rich, the elite will always fight a union. Mm-hmm. Like there like there is a reason why. Because at the very least, it brings workers together talking. Exactly. And so, when, when workers, you know, have a, a language and a shared identity, that's very scary to capitalists. Because as, as, as soon as you have a shared identity, you're going to fight for each other more, right? Yeah, definitely. And, like, and again, like what the, the, the FBI does is they pit, well, the movie ends with Jerry and Zeke um, fighting each, each other. Yeah. 
And what, one of the what, what a great freeze frame though. While Smokey's speech plays plays in the background, which I'll quote for you now, they put the lifers against the new boys, the young against the old, the black against the white. Everything they do is to keep us in our place. Which is such a powerful statement. And so good. Like, like, like it literally gave me like shivers when when the movie ended because I'm like, damn, this movie really does get it. Like, we yeah. really are pitted against each other, and like we're we are always sold like this idea of individualism. Like, like it's it's like your family versus the world, right? Like as soon as yeah. long as you're rich and like as long as you're getting by, it's okay. And it's those other groups that are are making you poor, right? Yeah. But ultimately it's it's not <laughs> it's not the other people that are, are doing it's it. it it's it's the elite it's the capitalists it's the bourgeoisie it's uh uh and this movie just really it, it gets it like it doesn't necessarily offer solutions but it it, it oh. critiques what's happening and it, it shows it in in its grossest sort of uh realist way yeah and like it doesn't like lampshade like the issue like, it doesn't like bring it up and then like just kind of leave it like it like it well like it brings up without like uh words how do i <laughs> it, it forces it to like stick with you exactly it, it, it yeah it, it's it, it, it doesn't just leave it there it yeah it, it lingers with you exactly um it doesn't have like a clean cut ending it's like no you have to like you're the one to solve it you the audience yeah like it, it's not something that you can just let happen to you it's something you have to resist yeah and like it's and like it, it like like with the, with the final quote it, it doesn't just work for the company it also works for like other organizations like 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 politicians and like media and like how like division drives the algorithm and it drives like and how like things are made are meant to divide each other because mm-hmm. if the working class gets together again a bug's life there's more ants than there are grasshoppers mm-hmm. and if all the ants will work together then what happens to the grasshoppers guys come on <laughs> we watch the movie like yeah <laughs> things things happen so yeah i mean what another thing that, like, you know i feel like we're just praising this movie a lot but uh it's it's, it's easy to praise yes uh, what I found, it does a good job, is also showing how cops are against the labor movement, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, both the FBI and also how, like, the, the local cops are just bought off by the union. So, like, uh, just how the the, the cops and, and the police forces are ultimately just going to help power. They're not for workers. Like, the cops here, they're not helping the workers. They're, they're Like, no. we don't see them helping the workers at all. They're always keeping them down or lying on behalf of power or or whatnot it's uh and i thought that that was a really good uh understanding of how the police work in in this movie definitely um something that i also like is how they promote um ezekiel to keep him quiet yeah um because again if like if it's similar to what they do with cash right in sorry to bother you which which we talked about last time of like oh this person is like he has the potential to be a good leader but also hey like if if we take him out this could damage like or if we promote him then then he won't try and fight against us right and yeah so Um, using almost like weaponizing poverty yeah no uh, that's definitely true and and i i do think they did a good job of that uh i will get into some of that you know I wasn't a huge fan of, and I'll say that this movie's a little, little on the sexist side. A little bit. Um, a little bit. You know, th- there's the classic sort of like ball and chain ideology, I would say, where it's like, yeah, my, my, my wife is just, uh, you know, always keeping me at home, never want to have fun, right? Like uh, uh, yeah. the partners of uh, kind of the, the two of the three are, are very like seen as, I guess, kind of limiting factors to to the the two main guys. Uh, yeah. You, it, it doesn't really showcase women as having much of a place in in labor or in in working stuff, which I would say no. is is kind of a disappointment because you know from uh, from our from like real experience, women have always been a part of the labor movement and have been a big reason for the labor movement existing. So for that to mm-hmm. be kind of not really acknowledged in this movie is quite disappointing, right? Like 
Yes, very. Um, they're kind of seen as just a pe- like extensions of the main characters, not as people themselves, which I think is a flaw. And you know, I don't think Paul Schrader writes women very well. I think I think he's pretty uh, he's pretty male oriented. Which just watch just just watch Taxi Driver. Watch Taxi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even like like his newer movies, like First Reformed doesn't do a good like I, I like first reformed but i don't think it does a good job of understanding women it, they're ba- they become basically just uh extensions of what he wants to tell about the male character not really uh they're never really characters themselves or which, like or like are just there to like serve a plot per per, per purpose exactly and, which and they never feel like yeah they never they never feel like like their own person right that they're just yeah. Yeah. So I I I would be remiss if I didn't you know critique Paul Schrader on that because I don't think he he is a perfect person and you know I don't think he is really a feminist nope. uh, from, from what he's uh, said about like Jean Dielman and stuff like that he seems to be pretty critical of women which you know is a great some weird takes he has yeah. some very weird takes and I, you know I'm not a fan of that so uh, you know I would consider myself a, a feminist I think if you're a Marxist you kind of have to be not, you yep. don't have to necessarily call yourself a feminist but I think uh, uh, not necessarily Marx himself but uh, uh, Engels was a huge uh, proponent of women's rights when he was still alive and was very progressive on that issue yeah uh, so you know, as a as a Marxist, as a uh, you kind of I feel as I have to be, you know, for women's equality in all aspects, and yeah, I don't, uh, and, and that's kind of where I would say this movie is kind of uh, kind of missing. Yeah, solidarity crosses all 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 boundaries of gender, race. Like that's what solidarity means is to support yeah. everyone. Which is why it's a disappointment. This movie does such a good job of race; it kind of completely neglects gender. Yeah, again, like it's bad. <laughs> It, it bats, yeah, again, it does really, yeah, it doesn't, it does really, really well on one thing, which was uncommon, and yeah, really screws the pooch on that, mm-hmm. which is really too bad, but, oh well. Anyways, just, just want, I, I feel like I'll be missing something if I didn't mention my, my little uh, disappointments in this movie. Yes, definitely have to bring, 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 bring that, that up. Uh, another thing I kind of want to discuss is that, that this movie does a very interesting job of looking at, like, uh, I guess kind of early um uh, what did i call it like a uh, commodity sort of uh, what's it called consumerism that's what i'm talking about yeah uh which is i definitely would be shown through like Smokey, and uh then also through uh uh zeke's character um <laughs> well i thought it was really funny when they were talking about the tv and it was like you know i paid uh x amount for this tv so we're gonna watch every single show <laughs> no matter how much we dislike it because we're <laughs> we paid so much money for the tv yeah uh and it just really shows how we uh, we use our consumerism to kind of escape from the realities of the world. And yep. uh, this is kind of early-ish consumerist uh, kind of days. And it's kind of interesting to see how that trend has continued and kind of stayed similar to uh, to what it was almost 40 years ago. Over yep. 40 years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, things, things haven't changed too much, which is kind of disappointing that we've been uh, stuck in this kind of loop forever. And... I mean, this movie came out right at the kind of start of the Reagan era, so it's kind of interesting to to see what the thoughts and fears were at that time because they're basically the same as what they are now. Yeah, yeah, like late late Carter, yeah, would have been mid mid late Carter's term. Yeah, dark. But you mean, like, again, going back to my, my Star Wars uh, reference, yeah, or like saying like. Uh, like you know, Star Wars came out in '77. This is kind of the end of. Uh, I, I just want to mention this because I forgot earlier. It's kind of the the end of independent makers and directors having a voice and kind of the studio system becoming in power again. Because you know, yep. like like I post uh, was like the, the '50s and '60s, like when the studio system kind of dissolved. Uh, you know there's a lot more independent movies and like people could really do what they want. Like that's why like the seventies is such sort of a, uh, a hallmark of wacky and like progressive and interesting movies. And then all of a sudden uh, in like the eighties and nineties, it was studio movies, right? Because uh, yep. they really gained back their power in that era. So this is kind of uh, at the end of that uh, more free cinema in Hollywood, and it's just really interesting to see uh, that as like a as like a time capsule. But anyways, that, that's kind of all I have to say about this. Do you have anything more to to mention? Pretty sure I mentioned everything I want to. So yeah. Anyways, what's your uh, your final uh, 
little thumbs up on this. Well, like I want to get, I want to give it two, 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 two full thumbs, but also like, hey, women exist and are great. So, like, yeah, thumb and thumb and thumb and three quarter. You don't get two thumbs for that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I give it about about a thumb and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think this would be a really good double feature with RoboCop. Uh, yes. Considering, you know, both movies take place in Detroit, and RoboCop would be kind of like the aftermath if, like, there was no unions basically protecting workers. So, yeah, uh, I think that'd be an interesting little uh, two-piece. Uh, anyways, why don't we get into uh, the Letterboxd game? Letterboxd game. Uh, you, you won last time, so let's uh, let's see how you do this time. Oh, oh boy. Are, are you ready? Uh, yes. Okay. Number one. The real union is the friends we lost along the way. Pain. Rip, rip to a real one. Number two. Probably the best use of a freeze frame ending in any movie ever. God damn, that was fucking grim. Number three. Rewatched with my buddy Stu at the film forum and had a great day out watching Capitalism grind three friends beneath its unforgiving heel. Oof. Number four. They should have united against their common enemy, the car. Which one did I make up? I'm saying number four. You are incorrect. Gah! I was number one. The real union is the friends we lost along the way. That, that, that was my, my second guess. Well, you guessed wrong. <laughs> yeah, just pain. Uh, anyways, do you have any recommendations for this week? Uh, I watched Bottoms uh, this yesterday. Uh, a, gr- a great time. Um, Rachel Sennett, Io Beery. Um, in Winnipeg, it's only playing at um, Pole Park, which is disappointing because Pole Park is a less good theater than Grant Park. It really is. Like, I, I, I hate those seats. I, I'm, a, I'm a bigger bigger guy, and mm-hmm. the Grant Park seats are always nice. I, I can recline, put my feet up, and, like, whatever. But, like, man, I, I, not being able to put my feet up was so weird. I'm like, yeah. oh, what is this? I want to see movies like like like, like this. It's really, I had to watch Barbie there because that was the only way I could get tickets, and it's yeah. it's really the the inferior movie theater here in Winnipeg. Yeah, and like also way more pricey. My God, it's it's not worth it. I I I don't like it. It makes it makes me grumpy. Also, like yeah, I'm a landmark movie club member, so like you'll get your points. Exactly, get those points. Hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah, bottom ball bottom is great find it at a place near you um I, I i loved it i had to regretfully to i'm making my, my best of the u.s as a, as the year goes on right mm-hmm. on, on letterboxd follow me there at cameron cameron Clawson, i think yep or, it'll be or in in the the show notes exactly um and so i had to remove nimona from my best of the year list i was very sad well i mean hey i mean if you have a, a new favorite movie you gotta do what you gotta do it was between Nimona and Dun- 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 and Dragons. I'm like, <sighs> so. Fair enough, oh well. Yeah. But yeah, Bar- Bottoms is great. Absolutely love it. It's my second. It's not. It's, it's either one or two. I haven't finalized it yet, but it's still yeah, a great film. I am very excited to see. it. I was going to see it with you, but unfortunately, I have to work. Pain. Just, oh, well. just pain. Capitalism really does be capitalizing. Uh, <laughs> but my recommendation is uh, the Night of the Hunter. What a Ooh. what a great movie! Uh, it's it's really, it's it's every director's favorite movie. It seems there's so many references to it in other movies. Most notably in uh, Spike Lee's uh, "Do the Right Thing," uh, there's basically a word for word uh, reference to it. Oh. Um, so basically, you would love this movie because it I would. it, it right. disca- I, I think you probably saw my letterbox review and you've probably looked at it a little bit. Perhaps. Uh, but basically, it's discussing the two sides of Christianity, because the the main bad guy is a, is like a, a a religious zealot who's like, uh, God is like t- telling me to like kill people because he wants me to be rich, and then there's another lady uh, who's like fighting this guy and it's like, no, like God just loves you for being who you are, and uh, <laughs> what makes this really interesting is that's actually directed by a guy who was gay. And uh, Charles Lawton, right? Yeah, yeah. So, to like, it's a really interesting look at Christianity from like an LGBTQ plus perspective. Pretty and sure he was by, oh, uh, gay or by. I, I, I don't know for sure. But he was gay, yeah. 
He, he might have had like a fake wife to, to uh, okay. hide in that time, but okay. uh, what a masterpiece! It's uh, you know there's some slow points, but wow, it's yeah. uh, there's some shots and like there's it does like German expressionism and it's like sort of like film noir esque, but then there's like oh, it, it it's just it's perfect. Highly recommend it. I bought the 4K because it just came out with uh, uh, was Kaylor Lawner or whatever like the Blu-ray company. Yeah, Kaylor. Uh, yeah, Lower. That's it. Uh, uh, you can, I think. It, oh, it's on Tubi too. So if you want to watch it for yep. free, go on Tubi with, with ads. Uh, so, but it's amazing. Uh, I don't know if you watch the cam, but you should. It's. Uh, I should. I, I I do love Charles Lawton. Um, I've seen him in two films. I've seen him in the Old Hunchback, um, yeah. with Catherine O'Hara, as well as um, sorry, three 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 films: Island of Lost Souls yep. and The Old Dark House. Great. I love The Old Dark House so much. And he was in Spartacus. I, yeah, Mal like again, really, really good actor. But also, like man, like directing that. And he only Sorry. directed one movie, and this movie was a, a failure because it, uh, you know, came out in a time when like film noir and German expressionism wasn't popular anymore. Yeah. Which is a real shame because I would have loved to see more movies by him because he really uh, hit a, a home run with this movie. So. I recommend it. It's it's free, so why wouldn't you watch it? Uh, if you don't watch it, I will be mad at you, audience. I don't know who's listening, but watch it because it's amazing. Please, it's uh, it's it's my favorite movie that I've watched this year. So there you go. I'd lo- love to see it. Now it makes me want to watch the, the old Dark House again because <laughs> also the movie's the movie's gay as fuck. Like it's okay. like directed directed by um the guy who did the for Frankenstein, James um, Whale. Yes, like gay icon in, in, in Hollywood. Like, also, like he he was what, was he gay? Yeah, like, oh yeah, and like he was out, like never married, like 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 was out out as gay. And like most of that cast is, is also queer. Okay, well I'm gonna add that to my list of things to yeah, watch. Great film, I love that movie so much. Okay, well that that's awesome. Uh, anyways that's been our episode this week tune in next week when we uh, actually I I know what we're going to talk about let's go uh, we're going to be talking about Office Space Uh, we're going to have a guest and then we're also going to talk about the African Film Festival because I'm going to have a little bit of an interview with some people who who are going to watch it with me so yeah Office Space is streaming on Disney Plus I'm quite sure Uh, let me just double check for sure I I also have it on Blu-ray so that's what I'm going to be watching it on let's go so it's pretty accessible if you want to watch it so. all right there you go. well thanks for listening tune in next week when we talk about uh, office space bye-bye now